0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. And I guess this is the start of our podcast, is it?
1: I think so. Tell me if we're it's We're the, the, the only start. ones here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're the only ones here. Echo! No one wanted to help me after a blizzard buried my house.
1: <laughs> oh, so that's why you were so hot to podcast. Yeah. Buried under snow.
0: Yeah, like two feet, if not more. Oh geez,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm looking outside right now, and I think there's you know half an inch. Well, not half an inch; more like one inch of snow yeah. out there.
0: I am living in the icy tundra. <laughs> hey,
1: that was that was me this time last year. Yeah, so, so you know it's a it, you're just getting what I had last year.
0: I'm getting what I deserve. <laughs>
1: Apparently, I'm sorry.
0: Well, welcome to the Elegy Gaming Sessions. Which is what I call it when we only have two people, <laughs> which allows us to have a much more focused conversation on a singular topic. And what will that topic today be, Nathan Marchand?
1: Uh, cheating and cheapness. All right. So, are you a cheater? I would argue no, but I have been known in the past, especially on retro games, to you know plug in a Game Shark or a Game Genie and make funny things happen. <gasps>
0: Why would you do such a thing?
1: Well, uh, actually, initially, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is actually, I, I I feel like this actually shouldn't be a TJU session, it should be TJU Confessions now. <laughs> uh, I actually used a Game Shark, my brothers and I used a Game Shark on our original Game Boys so that we could get Mew on Pokemon.
0: You know what? That's not a bad reason to cheat. That's a good
1: reason. Well, uh, because that was back when the only way to get Mew was you had to win a contest to be one of 151 because he was the 151st Pokemon to get the creature. And you had to have your name drawn by Nintendo of America or whatever. And then you had to mail your cartridge in because this is back before the Internet connected everything. And then they would put the car- put Mew onto your cartridge and mail it back. Well, we never won, so which is like ah, screw it, Game Shark.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Game Shark for Game Boy was really good for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, I think our gaming karma cut off with us because we left the Game Sharks someplace I can't remember where, and it melted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember having a Game Shark for Game Boy, and I did the exact same thing because like, who cares? It's on the cartridge anyway. Yeah, whatever. It's not a legitimate mu you know. Big yeah. Group.
1: Yeah. Although there were other there were other games, especially old games where the codes were built in and you know, you didn't need a cheating device to do it. You could just go in there like you, you know, like the the famous up up down down left right left right ab start
0: Konami codes.
1: <laughs> yeah, which gave you, you know, 31 lives, which was probably fair anyway because Contra's that hard. <laughs> it's okay to
0: cheat, kids, if you think it's hard. <laughs>
1: Well, but here was my rule, though. Generally speaking, I would not use a cheat, whether it was a game genie or a game code. Uh, I would not use a cheat unless I'd actually already beaten the game. Hmm. Because then I'm just using it as to play through again to make it funny.
0: So cheating to progress (laughs) is where you draw the line.
1: Yeah, I do draw a line that now, unless it's just a visual, a gag or something like I've, I've You know, like the old Midway games were famous for having big head codes.
0: Yeah, those are fun.
1: Or, you know, like a lot of FPSs on the N64 had big head codes. I don't think that necessarily gives you any tactical advantages. (laughs) It just made things look funny. I even remember on like one of the – I wanted to see this because I thought it would be hilarious. On one of the old Turok games, they had a code that would make all the enemies' blood into jello. I heard this, supposed. I never saw it. I always had these funny images in my mind. So, like, you take one of those, like, boomerang weapons or whatever that Turok had, and it was supposed to come back and have a little bit of the enemy's blood on there. And I heard when it came back and you looked at it, you would see little bits of jiggling <laughs> on it. Like, <laughs> I bet that was hilarious. And when they would splurt blood, it would fall down and, like, it looked like jello jigglers and would bounce.
0: Yeah, there are not a lot of those fun cheat codes anymore. then uh, you mention it.
1: Yeah. Well I've
0: probably just to due to increasing budgets and people. Possibly. Not Although according
1: time. to game FAQs, both Arkham City and Arkham Origins have a big head code. Really? Yeah. I've, I've never, never done seen it.
0: Anyone mention it.
1: <laughs> I've well, game FAQs, you know, take it or leave it, you know. <laughs> game intense. FAQs is usually legit. But they claim there's a big head code for it. I haven't tried it yet though. Oh, it has to do it has to do with holding odd. down another button when you're doing the the cryptographic analyzer or whatever it's called. And if you put the joysticks in a certain spot, suddenly Batman's head will get huge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this image is wonderful. I don't sure spoil did. it for me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it. Huh. <laughs> If I, if I get it to work, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a picture and post it on the Facebook group. Say, hey, look, big head codes are still around.
0: See, what's strange to me is I remember using cheat codes and stuff like Grand Theft Auto back in the day. Because the cheat codes were just like facilitating kind of the main goal of the game, which was to be distracted and uh, blow
1: up everything. So you would put in the code that would make a tank magically fall out of the sky?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I would enjoy it. see like stuff like that doesn't really happen in video games very much anymore yeah i'm just surprised at that
1: but well well the thing is is that sort of cheating is different than you know like people who do things like if they're playing online multiplayer they hack the game and give themselves ridiculous unfair advantages
0: oh like lag switching or something
1: lag switching i've also heard stories about how you know people will hack the game and make it so that they can walk through walls and go anywhere they want and just pick people off huh
0: (laughs) that's crazy stuff
1: i know i mean like these are people who are so competitive that they have to go that far in order to win and then i i kind of picture them as being these you know sadistic jerks who just girls <laughs> like hey, 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 i kill you i killed you i killed you out of my mustache kill I, you. I, I don't kill
0: understand you. the motivation behind cheating in that particular way
1: <laughs> it's i i'm guessing it's an insatiable desire to win or it maybe it's a power fantasy overly i don't know people already say video <laughs> games are a power fantasy so maybe they really have to have the power fantasy <laughs>
0: what about uh when people call other people cheap I think that's more what we were in line to talk about though yeah uh because in any competitive game there's always a tactic or something that somebody can't deal with and then they call it cheap so is it really cheap
1: I would argue probably not. It's just people getting ticked off about how other people like to play because their style of play doesn't seem to work against it. Yeah. So like I remember –
0: In a competitive environment, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean like I thought – I'm thinking of in uh, in FPSs, uh, the, the people like to do uh, what they call <laughs> camping, which is you stay in one spot. That, and you stay there until you get killed but you are able to it's a it's a strategic location where you can just keep picking people off you know like it's a sniper position or something okay and people got ticked off about that I even saw uh, the rooster teeth guys who make red versus blue made a t-shirt that had like a tent and somebody in the tent and it said it's a legitimate strategy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is to some degree.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I would say it is. I mean, especially if you're a sniper, you're not going to be moving much if you're a sniper. You know, you're supposed to stay there and just pick people off when they come, especially if you have a good location. So I have no problem with it. I've been known to do it on occasion, but I usually do it with other kinds of weapons. I'm not a sniper. I'm okay at sniping in FPSs, but I tend to play more like a commando You know, uh, give me some grenades, uh, uh, you know, like a mid-range machine gun and maybe one heavy weapon and I'm good.
0: (laughs) I think the camping issue might be more that fixed spawn points are an issue in a game. Yeah. Because basically if you can predict when an opponent's going to come back to life in
1: the game is just like a straight deathmatch sort of thing. You can just kind of
0: sit there and just kill them as they respawn.
1: Yeah, and that's why a lot of multiplayer games online become inaccessible, or less accessible at least, to new players. Because if you have people who have been playing this stuff for so long, they know where all the spawn points are. So they kill you, go straight to where where your spawn point will be, and then kill you as soon as you respawn, (laughs) and just stay there. I've heard so many horror stories about that happening on FPSs, happening on WoW. It's ridiculous. You know, it's the kind of things that make me not want to play online.
0: Well, you know what? It The thing is, if you're going to play a game competitively, you just basically have to get in on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. So if the game is coming out, like if it's a new fighting game or if it's, you know, some kind of new FPS, uh, you know, it's hard really to say you can kind of get on the ground floor or Call of Duty because every Call of Duty is at least vaguely similar to the other one? Yeah. I mean, Advanced Warfighter introduced double jumping, which I guess is a quote-unquote huge innovation in the series, but we could say that for another time. Yay. <laughs> yes, double jumps.
1: But, I, look uh, at that, I just look at that and think, huh, first Halo tried to be a bit more like Call of Duty, and now Call of Duty's trying to be like Halo.
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> if you get in on the ground floor on a game that you know is going to be competitive, then most of the time you'll be growing with the rest of the player base but Mm -hmm. it's getting into a game like six months to a year after it comes out is when you're definitely going to have a harder time getting into the game than other people who Mm
1: -hmm. wouldn't earlier or if you played it for a while and then stopped for a bit played something else and then tried to go back
0: (laughs) yeah well it's easy you can get into it but it's just going to be tougher like Mm -hmm. if you're playing a FPS basically everybody's memorized everything on the map Mm -hmm. so you end up with the problem of uh, everybody else knows where everything is I don't (laughs) etc so on one level it might be motivating because you know that you have these constraints of other players being really good but on the other end you also have the problem of the uphill scaling climb towards any kind of reasonable competitiveness
1: with the rest of the people yeah because if you're prevented from being able to do much not only is that going to kill your motivation you're not going to get much uh, much time to actually get better yeah (laughs) and you may also run into the fact that other players will disrespect you because you don't they view you as not being worthy you know
0: yeah which is kind of weird I think that's more of a thing with voice chat because well I play most games online on like PS3 so yeah. I don't have to be subjected to voice chat, which I'm happy about.
1: <laughs> I, I actually remember it happening to me once because I, de, again, because I grew up in an area that had horrible internet. The, there was one time, one time I tried playing the original StarCraft on online on Battle.net. Okay. And I managed to get some people to play with me. But as soon as I mentioned or I don't know if they, either I mentioned it or they realized that looking at maybe I don't remember if there were statistics and all that for profiles on Battle.net back then. But I, I they realized that this was the first time I had ever played the game online and suddenly they didn't seem as interested in playing with me huh. a play. Yeah, <laughs> and I was disappointed just like so <laughs> it's the first time I played online. You're gonna label me a noob and deem me unworthy uh, yes. of, <laughs> You know, of your time and attention? Well thanks, jerk. Well,
0: well, you also have to remember they invested the time in the game to get good at it. Yeah. So playing you will either be kind of a steamroll or you know, it's kinda not worth your time.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs>
0: especially in a fighting game, let's say, right.
1: Well well yeah, in a fighting game fighting games. I, I think I don't know what's more vicious when it comes to you know cheapness or anything like that. It's either FPS or fighting games. I'm not sure which one takes the top spot.
0: Well, there's nothing cheap in a fighting game necessarily. It depends on the kind of game it is and whether or not they're like abusing some kind of weird glitch in the system.
1: It could be a glitch, but uh, it also boils down to you know, how the game is designed. Yeah, you know, there's no perfectly balanced fighting game out there. There are some that come close. Like I think Virtua Fighter is pretty close.
0: It's really hard to tell whether or not Virtua Fighter is balanced because there's just too many things to really look at.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it, it's, that-
0: it's the most complex fighting game. I think we could say
1: it's one of them, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like, I said that one is pretty close, you know. But then there are others that you know that aren't. That's why tier lists exist. But the thing is, is even with a tier list. There might be characters who are deemed better, but it's still possible for a low tier character to beat a higher tier character because it's more about the skill of the actual player. You now, by like on Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three, uh, oh, cool. my brother, my br- brother plays that game a lot online, and he runs characters that he intentionally runs characters that not many other people are playing. And instead of being, uh, as we like to call them, tear whores, you know, just using, like, you know, Dante, Wesker, and Virgil constantly just to, you know, just to get wins. Everyone in run trench coats. Like, yeah. He'll, <laughs> run, he'll run Shumagorath because almost nobody uses Shumagorath online. Yeah. Half it's, the people almost, listening
0: don't even know who Shumagorath is.
1: <laughs> I didn't uh, yeah, he's – He's a really obscure character that got in a high profile game because Capcom loves him for whatever reason. Well,
0: he was in, um, what is it? Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter?
1: Yeah, uh, he was in Marvel superheroes, and then he was in MVC two, and that was it. But people, but Capcom loves him, so they keep bringing him <laughs> back. Such a weird character, to having a get. He is. He is a really weird character. All I, uh, all I could tell you is I've never read a comic book of Shuma in and, it, uh, uh, and it, uh, all I could tell you is that he's a Doctor Strange villain.
0: Yeah, and you're a comic book fan, and you barely know who he
1: is. I barely <laughs> know. Who he, I didn't know he existed until I played Marvel. Until I played Marvel superheroes, and even then, I thought he was a Capcom character. It's Like
0: what? What is this thing?
1: <laughs> then again then again when uh if you include both versions of marvel versus capcom 3 they introduced me to two marvel characters i didn't even know existed until that game which ones taskmaster and rocket raccoon i didn't know who either of them were uh, yeah man
0: they were kind game. of mining the bottom of the obscure barrel at that point
1: well i think for, if, when it comes to Rocket Raccoon, I think it's because Marvel was telling Catcom, "Hey, we're going to have a movie with him in a couple of years. Put him in the game." Huh. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's my theory. But anyway, he's
0: also pretty awful in that game. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, depends. Again, depends on how you want to you how you want to run him. But uh, anyway, so my brother will use Shumagorath, and since people use Shumagorasho infrequently. They don't know how to properly use him, and even if, and even then, they don't know how to fight him. So he beats high tier characters because they don't know how to beat Shumagora. Yeah,
0: because he's a strange, enclosed character, and it's a weird matchup.
1: Yeah. So guys. I mean, does that qualify as cheap? Not really. I don't think. So. I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's also uh, like when I played Injustice, and I was it was early on after the game had been released. I was playing online. I was running Superman fighting a guy with Doomsday. He was kicking my butt, so I decided, you know what? I'm just gonna mess around. I know it. I, I know how he could beat me in two moves, and it would be over. And but the problem was, is the guy didn't do that, and so I just kept spamming the heat vision. You know, I would shoot it on the ground, jump up in the air, shoot it in the air, and just I zoned him out and came back and won. He had twice as much health as I did, if not more. Oh, man. And then the. Then he quits the match. He doesn't go for a rematch. And then messages me to accuse me of being cheap. <laughs> and then I end up having a conversation with this jerk about how he thought I was being cheap because all I did was just kept using heat vision. I'm like, you could have beaten me easy. You have – Doomsday has this jump in the air stomping move that homes in on people. You could have used that right there. would have gone right through me. No heat vision problems there. You just would have destroyed me. Yeah, but you just, didn't do it.
0: He just <laughs> couldn't get around your projectiles because he didn't know how.
1: Well, I, well, it didn't make any sense because he, it looked like he knew about how to do that earlier in the match. That's why I figured he would just murder me. Well, you did something unexpected.
0: That's why you won.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just, I just like, really? Can you get over yourself? I mean, come you, on.
0: You just changed. You, uh... Usurped his expectations of what you were going to do, and thereby won.
1: Perhaps there you uh, go. Perhaps that's a yeah. fighting game. <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty much a fighting game. But so I, I don't know. I like I said, when it comes to cheapness in fighting games, it like I said, it depends on how the the game is set up. It depends on how the characters are made.
0: Yeah, you got to also and... make the distinction between stuff that was intended in unintended by the developers. Yeah. So, like, let's say there's a combo in a game, like an infinite. You know, you Mm -hmm. just kind of juggle the person to death or, you know, infinite combo, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff, not so much fair or good in any way. There are not a lot of games of that kind of thing anyway that are competitively played. So,
1: Uh, The Marvel vs. Capcom games have it, although I think they try to balance it out by... Making sure every character has an infinite combo. You well, know, so. they
0: have like one touch of death stuff, but they don't have anything that's like an infinite combo. It's more like it does so much damage that it kills somebody in one shot.
1: Yeah, kind of. A well, there. Thing. I do know that if people would discover infinite combos in marvel versus capcom 3 they would get patched pretty fast
0: yeah well actually they wouldn't anymore because marvel license is gone well
1: yeah not anymore but <laughs> i remember I, I remember when the first game came out inside of a month someone figured out an infinite combo for captain america and it was a super easy well comparatively super easy infinite combo you just needed to have really good timing yeah Which was, you know, if you did the strong sealed shield slash on the ground and timed it right, you could just keep juggling your opponent in the air with just the shield slash. It would take you forever to actually knock the guy out, you'd win, but you could do it. And within a week, it got patched.
0: Yeah, I remember like first week, Sentinel was like hilariously powerful. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just like, like in two
0: they were just like hey we'll just make him powerful he'll have like a five hit combo that kills anyone that's fun <laughs> i remember doing it too stupid frying pan thing you just do it in the air yeah <laughs> you would just immediately win doing like five hit combo in the air
1: uh, yeah yeah they probably should have patched I, I, that I, I, well I, maybe they had maybe they did I don't know but... oh yeah
0: they did and he also had like uh one and a half times the health of every other character.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and then they, they nerfed uh, that too. <laughs> yeah, they nerfed it. I was going to say they nerfed that. Uh, actually, that just reminds me, in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I don't know if this qualifies as cheap or not, but the weird thing was is they gave the most powerful move in the game to one of the worst characters. Oh,
0: wait, in MVC2? Who?
1: Yeah, uh Dan. <laughs> not a lot of people. Not a lot of people know about this move. I don't even remember what it's called.
0: That's because nobody except for like five characters are viable in the entire game. Well, yeah,
1: but yeah, that, that game has loads of balance issues. It has
0: fifty six <laughs> characters, and you can only 56 play fifty six characters.
1: And all Capcom did was just like, what characters do we have? We have fifty. Okay, we'll make a few extra. We'll make a few new ones, and then we'll just pour them into this game. Yeah, and like, hope it works. Like
0: if you're not but, playing. Cable, Sentinel, uh, Magneto, Storm. Storm, Cycloc Maybe uh, there's a couple other ones that are weird combos, but other than yeah. that, that's the whole game.
1: <laughs> there yeah, is no. But, no but anyway, so they gave they gave this super powerful move to Dan, and almost nobody knows about it. I don't remember what it's called. It has this goofy sounding Japanese name, but pretty. The input for it is the input for the Raging Demon backwards. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and if you get it to work, he does his own little version of the Raging Demon. It doesn't have very much range. He only goes, like, like one sprite length forward. And then he grabs the opponent, and it does, like... It takes a, almost the entire health bar, except he <laughs> blows himself up and loses all of the health that he has left. Oh, that's fun. So, it costs three bars... It's short range, the command is a little difficult to put in. <laughs> and he lose and he knocks himself out to do it. Huh. It is the weirdest move I've ever seen in a fighting game.
0: I the don't only see. weird.
1: Yeah, the only fighting the only character I've seen in a fighting game who does damage by doing damage to himself like that is Yoshimitsu in some of the Tekken games cuz he stabs himself.
0: Oh yeah, the suicide's fun. That is super
1: Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I mean, so I'm just like, I don't know if that would qualify as cheap or not because it's a pain in the neck to do. So I would want all of that reward for everything that I have to do to get it. Yeah,
0: well, that's that's more a high-risk, high-reward kind of thing. Like uh, Jigglypuff in Smash Brothers, right, doing the rest move. You have to be within a certain distance <laughs> of the... You have to be, like, super in close, and if you do it at, like, just the right frame jigglypuff falls asleep, like sings the song or falls asleep and makes the other person explode instant ko so
1: yeah you know what's you know what's funny i couldn't believe this but because my brothers and i figured out otherwise the player's guide i don't remember which publisher it was for the player's guide for the but the player's guide for the first smash brothers said that that move did nothing <laughs> of course. It says, this move is pointless. It does nothing but make you vulnerable. This makes Jigglypuff the worst character in the game. Uh, no. <laughs> and then my brothers and I figured out, actually, that's one of the best moves in the game. You didn't play this game enough before you published this player's yeah, guide, you I've moron. I've noticed that
0: guides. It's, uh... I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> it's always like they don't play the actual game that they're writing about. Anyway... Not running myself onto a tangent I would say basically A thing that is cheap has to be something that Basically makes the game Not fun and is also Outside of the game's rules
1: So exploiting a glitch
0: Yeah, exploiting a glitch also fits into this But there are glitches that are okay So in Street Fighter I'll probably cite uh, Kara throws So that's basically when you do a move fast enough And then cancel it into a throw Very fast Before Mm -hmm. the move comes out Which actually increases the range of the throw Mm -hmm. So this is a glitch that is I'm not sure if it's intentional But it is done because of the leniency Of the input system in Street Fighter Right? Mm -hmm. So if you do like forward medium kick with Ken And then you do input a throw Before the kick comes out He'll get extra range on the throw Ha Yeah So there's there's no reason not to use this But in terms of it being like cheap, it's not really cheap because every character has a car throw. Some of them are less useful than others, but Mm. I mean, car throws are technically a glitch, but they're not unfair.
1: Yeah, I just thought of a glitch that uh, that I did exploit, unfortunately. But I don't (laughs) know if it is technically. It might qualify as cheap on Marvel vs. Capcom Two with Juggernaut. Juggernaut has a move that is a power up. Oh yeah, and yeah, and here's the thing. Normally, what it is is that you put in the po- you do the input for that, and then yeah, whatever right. his next move is, it's more powerful. Whether it's a basic attack or a special or a super combo, it makes it more powerful. But it's supposed to only last for one move. Yeah, and he glows well, like the,
0: yellowish or
1: whatever. Yeah, well, here's the goofy thing. If you tag him out. The power up becomes permanent. Oh, He won't be yeah. glowing anymore, but it will be permanent. So if you, so you, what I would do would be, uh, I would have him out, input the move, tag him out, and then I would use him as an assist character, and he'd be more powerful. Well, if it was just that the power up stayed on while he's tagged out, I'd be okay with that. But if you tag him back in, he's not glowing anymore, but he still has the power up. Oh, that's weird. So I would use that all the time.
0: <laughs> huh. hey, wait, so is that like in the Dreamcast version?
1: As far as I know, it's in every version.
0: Yeah, it might have been patched out of the later releases of it. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, maybe in the download version, but I unfortunately didn't get the download version because right when I decided to get it, the uh, Capcom delisted it. Oh
0: yeah, well I made sure to get it before then
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of upset when that happened So I ended up just tracking down a PS2 copy I I had it on Dreamcast But my brother took took the Dreamcast
0: Well, the Dreamcast version is still the best one Unfortunately, so (laughs) Even after all these years But, uh, what's the There's also a similar one But it's definitely intentional That Shenko has in MVC3 Because she has the armor up thing, and then you can immediately tag her out, and all of her assists basically become armored.
1: Shenko. Yeah. This is a bit of a tangent, but I've never been able to figure out how you're actually supposed to pronounce her name, because I've heard it about five different ways. Well, Shenko is correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's what everyone says. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say it is the the correct way. It's the
0: Chinese pronunciation, so... That's yeah. what I'm going to go with. Or Ray yeah. Ray if you're in... Or Lele, I can't remember which. That's in Japan. It's different yeah. names. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think... Uh, I, I think it can... I didn't realize it, but I do think cheapness can be a bit of a a relative term, depending on how the game is designed and whether or not you can find a way around it. Yeah. Like,
0: um, you know...
1: I'm thinking of if you're po-
0: hmm, banned characters in a fighting game.
1: Well, I know Meta Knight is, is banned at uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. See, which is
0: interesting, right? Because technically, he doesn't have anything that's uh, a glitch or an infinite or anything like that. He's just way too strong. Yeah. <laughs> or ah. Akuma in Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. He's just way mm-hmm. too powerful, and he's a boss character, and nobody mm-hmm. can use him because he just makes the game completely unfair, and mm-hmm. nobody he nobody can really counter him. Mm-hmm.
1: Although it's interesting, we've been talking about cheapness and cheating in the mostly in the context of multiplayer, but I just remembered that <laughs> you can make what I will argue are cheap characters that the computer can use because a lot of times, especially in fighting games they give the computer's versions of, say, final bosses and fighting games way too many advantages.
0: Oh, like the ability to read your inputs and respond accordingly?
1: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but I think the company that was most infamous for it was SNK uh. with their fighting games, especially King of Fighters. Oh my gosh, if I ever made a list of... Like well, who I thought were the cheapest final bosses in a fighting game. Every s and boss. To, yeah, I would have to limit myself to just one per franchise, because s would take at least half the list.
0: How about one per KOF game? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, well, the problem is, is that that wouldn't limit it too much. I mean, it'd be you? like, Rubble. I could name at least two from a KOF game right off the top of my head that all I kept thinking is, this guy is so unfair i want to punch s and k in the face <laughs> <laughs> no three you take it back three three zero
0: back right now magaki huh? uh orochi i'm just thinking of oh man they're no, all terrible
1: the, the three i'm thinking of are omega Rugal, yeah. who's annoying and uh, Chrysalid from like King of Fighters ninety nine or <laughs> yeah, something. ninety nine. I, I am really showing off my geek cred right now. <laughs> and uh, I can't write like Majaki or uh, Magaki He's or from, whatever. He's
0: uh, from KOF eleven.
1: Yeah, KOF eleven. Yeah. Oh. I hate those. I hate those guys. they because s- either it's either the the problem is with SNK bosses was that they would make them cheap the easy way they just turn up the numbers you know all their attacks do insane amount of damage they have a whole bunch of health
0: where Magaki's you know? attacks hit like the whole screen
1: yeah and then Magaki yeah and, Magaki, and, Magaki, and Magaki, do insane yeah. chip damage Yeah, it does insane chip damage. It fills the whole screen. That's when they started to get at least a little bit more clever than just, you know, turning up the numbers. Yeah, or having him, like,
0: or do, like, a walk-up, like, genocide cutter with Rugal, like, over and over again.
1: Yeah, uh, Chrysalid was one of the more annoying ones because it seemed like he had one move, just one move that would do pretty much anything he needed. You know, it was like (laughs) this big axe kick looking thing, which was... Which was an attack that did half decent damage, but it was also a counter. So if you jumped at him, he would just catch you with it and slam you. I think the kick was unblockable. I don't remember. You know, it's just, just like really one move that could do anything he wants. Actually, no, I take it back. I, it wasn't just that it was a counter if you jumped at him. If you hit him, okay, he's got his leg straight up into the air. <laughs> it's an axe kick, all right. It's straight up in the air like he's a like he's Spider Man and if you hit him when you're standing on the ground, it magically teleports you to the edge of his foot and he slams you. I'm like, what is this bull crap?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? The computer's allowed to cheat. I mean, that's just for fun. They just wanna I don't know.
1: I find it frustrating half the night like to this day, uh, with Magaki or whatever however you say his name, I have never beaten him without taking one of the, without making his health only a quarter.
0: Oh, it's possible to beat him. It's, you just have I've to be very patient and exploit his AI routine. I've never done
1: it. There's they're, a way to do it. I they're love very
0: predictable.
1: But then again, there have been other fighting game bosses that I used to think were cheap, and then I figured out how to get around them. Like when I first had Street Fighter 4, I thought Seth was cheap. Then I got around him. Now he's easy.
0: Yeah, well, the second round he gets kind of more intense, but other than that, it's not really that hard. You just have to know when to do stuff and not to do like super unsafe things, like dragon punches.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which made me feel really good because then, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't just like a few characters I could do that with. I could do that with everybody because I just figured out how he worked. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Seth didn't bother me. I was just annoyed that most of the time with with characters like that, that when you unlock them. They either tone down the character, or they make his moves super hard to do. Like, if you unlocked Magaki, you could play as Magaki, and I think all of his numbers and everything were the same, but his moves had insane inputs that were a chore to do. <laughs> Especially in the combinations that the computer could do, because the computer doesn't have fingers, it could just instantly do moves. Well,
0: consider that they're really intended just for fun, if you can unlock them. Yeah. And most of the time, they don't really go to balance bosses. Like, they did balance Seth, which is nice. So, you can actually play him in a competitive Street Fighter match, right? But some of these are just like, they never bothered to balance at all. (laughs) Yeah. So, you can't play. But,
1: But then the weird thing is, I'm thinking of right now, I figured out there was a boss character in a fighting game who was super cheap if the player used her. But not when the computer. It's like the computer didn't know how cheap this character was.
0: Yeah, that happens a lot.
1: Yeah, and that was it was there was a Ninja Turtles fighting game on the Super Nintendo, and the mm-hmm. final boss in that was Karai, who according oh, to yeah, who, yeah yeah who according to Ninja Turtles comics is the Shredder's daughter, and she wasn't that hard when you played against her uh when you played against the computer oh but if you play any multiplayer but rap, if you played but if you played kick. her she was super cheap yeah
0: that dive like, kick over and over and over well yeah. it
1: was the dive kick and like her light punch just her standing light punch you could just spam it because it was super fast and you could keep <laughs> going into it all the time it would, it, even if it was blocked it would build up super meters you know, if you just spam that, you could build up super meter every three seconds and do a super move. <laughs> just pin someone in the corner and then just chip damage them to death.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awful.
1: <laughs> it was like,
0: watch a video really? of Karai do anything and you just immediately win.
1: Or or she had like this move where all you had to do was hit like two buttons and she would jump up into the air. It's that dive and move. It's like a super multi-hit punch move. I mean, <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's that we'll die
1: punch. You just do it, it over just... and over again. Yeah, I mean, it was stupid. It was like, I'm so glad the computer doesn't know what this character can do because I would never win.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why they basically ban these characters because they just make the game fundamentally unfair.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're fun to use, but yeah, they they make it unfair. I, I think maybe that's. You know, that's the whole point. You know, it's some of these cheap things exist just to make the game a, a little more fun. You know, just so you can goof around. Yeah. You know, not to, they like, aren't play. Meant to be taken seriously.
0: Not to play with other people like you Let's all pick the same character because that's the only way to balance it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about that. A Karai versus Karai move oh yeah it's boring it would just turn into who, who gets the first hit in because whoever gets the first hit is going to win it's,
0: it's really boring <laughs> <laughs> so what can we conclude about cheapness
1: uh, it's a bit of a relative term and That's is highly thing. dependent yeah and it's highly dependent on how the game is designed and on the skill and play style of the players
0: but <laughs> most things are not <laughs> I Problem think you kinda that? have to make qualifications. Depends on what kind of game it is, and if there's just fundamentally wrong things. Like online play kind of gives you the ability to cheat if you got lag switching. hmm That kind of thing just uh, ticks me off.
1: Yeah. Or if you hack the game and, you know, break its rules. Like yeah. I hear I swear that like there are certain games that are hackers' paradises, and like I said, they do insane things like make it so you can walk through walls and which is its The l- radar always works or something. You can <laughs> shoot through walls. or, you know.
0: Which is its own brand of craziness.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't enjoy playing against that. No thanks.
1: Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're the people doing it. Apparently they enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that's why I tend to avoid games where you can do that.
1: It seems to be easier to keep that from happening on consoles. PC gaming, it seems to happen a lot.
0: Yeah. So that's where I get out. And also I don't like playing games where I have to coordinate with a bunch of people. Like okay, so here's my example. I play World of Warcraft PVP a whole lot. So that's kind of been my jam for the past couple weeks since I ran out of raiding content to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh World of Warcraft PVP is um how can I say it? Not balanced. There is, like, something fundamentally wrong with the way the game has designed some of the uh, battlegrounds and characters and all that kind of thing. Like, some of the maps are just completely unbalanced towards one faction or another, repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're always going to win, (laughs) for the most (laughs) part. Like, I play Horde, and I guess Alliance has an advantage on... Isle of Conquest, and the map is designed so that they can get siege weapons first and blow up your base. And oh, not Well, because people always find the most efficient, optimal way to win any kind of competitive game, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you don't make a map that is completely balanced or symmetrical for two opposing factions, you're always going to end up with this problem. <laughs> and Blizzard yeah. doesn't seem to realize this.
1: That is really odd. I, I, that's something else I've noticed when it comes to you know, when it comes to cheapness and all that. It seems like some of them, you know, particularly things like glitches, but sometimes even just how things like that are designed, despite the amount of playtesting that I'm sure they did. most video games go through, they don't find everything. And then the players somehow figure it out, and that's why people have to patch it, because they find something, exploit it, Or, you know, make this known to the developers, and then they're like, Oh, snap!
0: Put out a patch! And then the other problem with World of Warcraft PvP is that healers are, like, invincible, but that's the whole other ball of wax. Like, what the heck? Why? Why are healers invincible?
1: Because they're loonies. It's
0: like five to six people can wail on one of them, and they basically just heal out of it. It's really bad. I I don't even understand it. And then everything's dependent on gear, which is, you know, that's kind of an MMO in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I could complain about that all day, but I'm not going <laughs> to because it's still fun, but I it just irks me a whole lot.
1: <laughs> well, it's just because you're not figuring out how to properly play the game unless, oh, you know, Unless Blizzard actually did throw those in there just so people who figure it out can just screw people over.
0: I don't know. Look, when one faction wins predominantly in one battleground over and over and over again, or my faction can't win, I mean, these are like 40 versus 40 matches, too. Mm. So if my faction can't win like one game out of 20, 30, 40, 50, I mean, there's got to be a fundamental problem with the way it's designed.
1: Yeah, so d- would that then qualify as cheap then, even though it's something in the game?
0: I think it would qualify as unfair and that Blizzard, the game designers, are really at fault in this particular situation, right?
1: Mm. Probably, yeah, I would say.
0: So not so much cheap, but definitely taking advantage of systems that are not being fixed or that are already
1: in place. Hmm, so then, I, I don't know if we, uh, if we define this or not, what qualifies as cheap then?
0: So, something that is cheap is something that is unintended by the game developers that gives someone or somebody else in a competitive game, at least, Mm -hmm. a predominantly unfair advantage in nearly every situation. Mm -hmm. So, I think infinite combos or, let's say, the ability to regularly camp a spawn point in an FPS Mm. or... Like one class in a class based FPS has just far and away more powerful abilities than the others. That kind of thing. Mm.
1: That's at these least are, a
0: working definition.
1: Yeah, and these are oversights on the developer's part.
0: They can be oversights on the developer's part, but sometimes those are the ways the game is designed. Like you pointed out in Brawl, Meta Knight was banned... Technically, he doesn't have anything that's necessarily quote unquote broken, but he just is too good to actually be mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of qualifications there if
1: you're going to define cheapness. I suddenly, just based on this conversation, I suddenly am rethinking how I define cheap, and I may not be throwing that word around nearly as much now. <laughs> I'll probably be next time I'm playing a fighting game and I want to say this character is cheap. I might actually rethink that.
0: (laughs) The, the satisfaction of a fair win is always going to be better than one where you
1: cheat. Definitely.
0: That's why I like to delineate what's actually fair in a video game. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of these competitive games also do that. Right. Even like, um, trading card games, right? Mm -hmm. They do ban cards. Mm-hmm. some of them are just too darn good to be in any if they have to be in every deck just to be competitive then they're too good
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, my brother the same brother who runs shumagorath is also a magic the gathering player and he's told me about certain cards that get banned at tournaments and all that
0: yeah and i, I magic keeps that going better than a lot of things because they have a, a cycle right yeah. So they only have expansions from a couple years that are in competitive tournament play?
1: It so depends on the tournament. I think there are some that will let you pretty much use anything, but most yeah. most tournaments you're required to use cards from the last couple of expansions. I'm
0: curious if it's two or three years. I can't remember anymore. I but think it's
1: generally two to three years.
0: Normal constructed definitely was at least two two years. Mm-hmm. So that, like, even if there was something that was just totally dominating everything else, eventually it gets phased out. And then if you're in other kinds of tournament brackets, you can use it, but not in the main one. Yeah. So that it forces everybody to continually adapt to stuff. Mm-hmm. So, which is good. Like, fighting games can't do that. Or even, like fps games can't really do that
1: well if you're talking about just you know player uh, play uh, player versus player matches but if you're talking about tournaments they can't set up rules like that
0: yeah i mean you can but uh, most people don't like would you no. ever play a street fighter tournament where they're like no ryu can you can't play any of them or a lot
1: or... of people wouldn't be playing yeah exactly lots of, right lots of people run those characters those, but yeah, those
0: characters I, should be in the game because they're probably. I have dynamic. been known.
1: I have been known to occasionally make house rules though about video games. Like my friends and I, we have a house rule. We have actually banned one character in one game that we play as a house rule.
0: Who is?
1: Well, it's in the the WWE All Stars game, <laughs> and there was it was the funny thing was that this was a free DLC character. They just gave him away. Uh, it was a guy named R Truth, and we <laughs> found out. On, uh, we found that while playing online, that he has one glitched move that b- makes it not super cheap, but cheap enough. And that is, he has this move where he it's a it's the it's the it's an end to a three head combo. Like he punches twice, and then he goes into like a sweet kick that trips the guy. You know? Yeah. And we found out that... And this never got patched. They patched other things in this game, but this didn't get patched. That... That... That, uh... Sweep Kick... Can work from anywhere. He will teleport over. (laughs) And do the move. Even if, like, you are on polar opposite corners... Of the, not just the ring, but the entire level, because you can get outside the ring, he will still teleport over there and grab the guy. So, like, punch the air twice, teleport, you know. Yeah, that's not fun. And do that And do that kick. <laughs> now, what keeps it... And then, what makes it even more insane is that if you're in the middle of a move, it'll still work. So, like, if you're you know Randy Savage and you're doing your finishing move which is him jumping off the turnbuckle and doing an elbow drop you can intercept him doing this <laughs> it's insane <laughs> now what keeps it from being so cheap it's broken i mean it's still close to being broken but what keeps it from being too broken is that you can still counter the move huh so if you know the move's timing and you know he's going to do it you can still counter the move and stop him
0: but it's still weird that you yeah. can teleport
1: yeah it's so odd so we made a house roll and we said that you can't use that guy or at least you can't use that move
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but it's, depends on it's... the day sometimes it's that move is banned sometimes it's that character's banned
0: so basically depending on context I think cheapness yeah. has to be contextual mm-hmm. I think in just about every situation you can think of because every game is going to be a little different Mm -hmm. And even house rules, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why the house rules exist in the first place is because it's unfun if somebody plays as X character over and over again and beats everybody else and then everyone gets bored.
1: Yeah, although admittedly when we were experimenting to see just how cheap the move was it was really funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Why? so we would just set this up and we're like okay I'm gonna do the elbow drop and you do the move and we'll time it and see if it works <laughs> yeah.
0: but in the name of fun sometimes yeah. you're just gonna have to let somebody play something horrific
1: yeah <laughs> you let someone play blaze blue button mash and win with aracune
0: yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> then you get ticked because you actually are trying to learn to play the game, and this guy doesn't know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> it's like, button mashing should not be rewarded.
0: <laughs> no. No, it shouldn't. Any game that rewards button mashing is a bad game.
1: Well, Blaise Blue is contextually guilty of
0: that. <laughs> well, it was guilty of it, like, once. And now it's okay.
1: Yeah, they fixed it. He's not like that anymore.
0: Yeah. And then they made worse things happen, but that's a different issue.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> DLC characters. <laughs> Good
1: yeah, that's another rule you learned with fighting games. DLC characters break everything. Yeah,
0: because they're like not even designed with the game in mind. It's just like to get money out of you and then break the game. <laughs> I, I, I really don't understand. but
1: So it's like the Hulk if he was a bank robber.
0: <laughs> I'm Kind of, sort of.
1: I take your money and then I smash it. <laughs> Wow, I'm getting random, and it's not because it's early in the morning and I haven't had any sleep.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, any final thoughts? I think we pretty much exhausted the topic.
1: I think, yeah, we've exhausted the topic quite well. Yep,
0: I'll lay some smooth jazz over this and we'll call it a day.
1: Hey, no, we got uh, shameless self promotions, remember?
0: <gasps> oh, crap. We have to shamelessly self promote you because Nathan Marchand is an author.
1: Yes. Well, and you can shamelessly self promote yourself as well, Mr. But you know, owner and proprietor
0: of Theology you. Gaming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, why? Uh, I'm we'll an author i'm an author and a, and a gamer and uh you can check out my uh, my stuff at NathanJSmarchan.com. i also have a facebook fan page which is facebook.com slash nathan js and
0: you write about
1: i because uh, <laughs> this is
0: important information
1: I, uh, <laughs> I write a little bit of everything um I, I do freelancing I, lo- I write a lot of reviews. I write opinion pieces, but my first love in writing is fiction. so I write books. Uh, I've been I've done both self-publishing and traditional publishing and uh, I'm working on a couple of book projects right now actually.
0: Oh wow. okay. well, go buy his stuff. <laughs> That's my recommendation. <laughs> buy all of the things. Yes. Alright, well, this has been Theology Gaming Sessions, and if you'd like to talk to me, or Nathan Marchand, we are both regularly talking on the Theology Gaming University Facebook group, which is Theology Gaming's way of saying, hello, let's talk to each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just send us... Except tonight, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no one else is around. Aww. Well, we had a good time, anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: But if you'd like to talk to us, just go on Theology Gaming University. Ask for an invite, and you'll get one. We're not really that selective. No, you're not special.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a a great tagline for the uh, for the Facebook group. TGU, we'll let you in because you're not special.
0: TGU, you're not special. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That sounds like that should be the t- that should be the title of the episode.
0: Yeah, you're not
1: special. <laughs> TJU sessions number seven because you're not, not special. special.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this has been the theology gaming podcast sessions thing. Go to TheologyGaming.com and read the stuffs. Thanks, Nate, for being on.
1: It was a pleasure.
0: All right. Bye bye.
1: Now it's time for that smooth jazz.
0: Yes. Now it's time.